I think Ireland are going to have to carry three tens. Johnny Sexton, of course, you're going to have to carry a third ten. Mm. Crowley and Ross Byrne will go with Johnny. But one injury of those three, and Joey's then travelling. Subscribe to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now. We're about to talk about the Ulster football final, but before we just wanted to acknowledge that there's a separate and significant issue that has cropped up in relation to the Derry manager Rory Gallagher this week. Very legally, personally sensitive area, of course, and not one that we're going to discuss now, nor would it be in any way appropriate for us to do that. Uh, we're going to continue to report on it, of course, uh, but for the purposes of this ne- next segment, where we're previewing the Ulster football final, we will not be discussing or alluding to any aspect of it. Uh, we're going to look ahead to uh, Derry or Matt. Delighted to say Joe Kernan and Conneth Gilgan are on the line. Morning, gents. Good morning, yes. And thanks, Willie, for jumping on. A couple of Ulster teams, obviously, uh, in, in the overall uh, broader context in the lead into the game. A couple of Ulster teams relegated from Division 1. Uh, there is, of course, one coming back up. But some of the heavyweights, Donegal, uh, Tyrone, um, you know, not, not added in a way that Derry have become one of those sort of constants and could go on to win it overall, of course. Um, Ulster football, though, and I appreciate the antagonistic note that we're starting on here, doesn't feel as if it's in the place that it once was or that teams have that same fear of Ulster football that it once had, Joe. Uh, well, every few years things change and the dominance of sort of our man thrown for uh, seven or eight years, things change and, and new teams come in and this is where Derry now come in and they're the reigning champions and had a good league form and are now in their second Ulster final in a row. So, But we've been working hard now, like other counties, to try and get back to where we were. And while we haven't appeared in any finals, we we have a good squad of players and we're very hopeful this year that we, we can get silverware. Yeah. What do you think, Connell, like that point about like the style, the personality of Ulster football feels as if it's changed slightly. It's become a bit more free-flowing, free-scoring, but conversely, it feels as if like there's a lot of teams that are not as fearful of playing them anymore. Yeah, look, I, I don't know if I subscribe to that. I think it has got a wee bit more attack, and I think 18, 19, 20 points a game has become the norm in, in Ulster. So I think if you look at other than Dublin and perhaps Kerry, I don't think anybody really would fancy Tyrone, Derry, Armagh, Monaghan, you know, away from home. So I think probably that's maybe for me, it's a bit wide off the mark, but I take your wider point. I agree with you, Conleth. As a man, as a man, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not having it at all. Not numbered here. I appreciate yeah, that. Yeah, and, uh, to be fair, we've, we've three Ulster men against one uh, Leinster man. You know, here. I, think, I think if you look at league positions, although all right, Donegal's going down, Jerry's going up. But if you look at even the end of the league, how it finished, you know, Chavin were strong, the Mano were strong, Antrim finished their league relatively strong. So I think Ulster football is probably as good a place as it as it's been for a while. I'm curious, um, like Joe. This is Armagh's first Ulster final since since 2008, I think it is, when they beat uh, Fermanagh. Like, is there pressure massively so on Kieran McGinley? Because there's there's all this talk about the provincial championships and and the importance or lack thereof that they hold nowadays. But for McGinley, I mean, he really, really would would love to win this Ulster championship, and it probably needs to as well. Like in fairness, when he took over, Armagh was at a, a fairly low ebb, and he has worked hard. Uh, over this last seven or eight years, but he has a team there now that we've seen that in last year's National League and last year's Championship. They're unlucky to go out to Galway, uh, but it's just getting that bit of luck, and that's one thing I have. I think I'm a have this year. They're getting goals which they were finding hard to get in other teams, and every team that 
ever wins anything needs a wee bit of luck. We've, we've got a few goals uh, that has turned game for us. But I'm just looking at our forward lane here. We have six scoring forwards. We have three scoring halfbacks. And, you know, everybody on the field, a bit like Derry. Derry have players coming up, popping up and scoring from everywhere. But I would just like to see us a wee bit more attack-minded and get the ball up earlier. And I think we're in with a great chance tomorrow uh, uh, if we could do that. That's probably the nub of it in, from an Armagh point of view. Is it like in terms of the, the league, Joe, and there was a bit of criticism about them maybe not being as ambitious as they might have been. <laughs> Suddenly we kicked into championship and you had obviously against Antrim, against Cavan, 4-10 against Down suggests that they were certainly showing more ambition. Maybe you could, if you were to be overly critical, you could talk about the quality of opposition there. But is, are you seeing a development on that side from Armagh even over the last three games? Yeah, and and from a supporter's point of view, you were disappointed why we didn't see some of that in the National League. We lost most, any matches we lost that put us down was one or two points. So it shows how close we were against the best teams in the country if we had to go that wee bit more. But now in the Championship, an Ulster is a minefield. So you have to beat the teams that you meet. They mightn't have been the best. I personally was very worried about the Cavan game. I thought in Breffney Park that we would have been really up against it. Uh, we got the goals early on and mm. put Cavan on the back foot and, and, and won convincingly. Well, I can't say that. Reno O'Neill took off a save that any goal chip would have been proud of. But, you know, we, we were certainly the best team in those three games. So we're here on merit. And the one thing you learn from every game, the more games you play and the more games you win, actually the better you get because the confidence grows in the squad itself. If there was any doubts after the National League, the team would be very confident and into this now. But they know this is their biggest test so far. And scores wins games but we have the men who can get the scores if we can get the ball up early there's not a full back lane in the country that is good under a high ball and we just don't get the ball up there quick enough it's no good hitting it in high when there's when the opposition have 12 or 14 men behind the ball you got to break get it up early and that's when you can cause the damage and that's what I'm hoping we'll do tomorrow leave a few men up two or three men in the forward lane because if you leave men in the forward lane the defenders won't leave you now, and last year's Ulster final, uh, Donegal and Derry, if Michael Murphy had to stay in the square and, and somebody else take Brendan Rodgers and run up and down the field with him, I think probably Donegal could have won that match. So there'd be a bit of cat and mouse. <laughs> bit of cat and mouse, surely, uh, Joe. Uh, from your, the Derry perspective, Connors, like that, that spread of scorers that we discussed with Armagh is, is also pertinent to, to Derry as well. Like I was at the Derry Monaghan semi final, super impressed by. Not just the, the shot selection, but also the accuracy was, was unbelievable from Derry that afternoon. Shane McGuigan, uh, nine points, five of them from freeze. But you look at the, the, the other scorers as well, the likes of Paul Cassidy, Ethan Doherty, Niall Toner, Connor Glass pops up with a couple of scorers every game as well. So the spread of scorers, I think they had 10 different scorers overall. And that's, that's something that Derry have really improved on. Yeah, they have, and that's become the norm. You know, it's not unusual now for some of the defenders to, to get points in, in every game. And I think that is the one area where Derry have been so fluid. Like, if you look at the probable team that Derry's going to play on Sunday, the nine of that starting team are defenders by nature. You know, if you take Gareth McKinley's stuff, wearing 11, but going back, if you take Brenton Rogers as an actual defender, you know, the possibility of Tune McFall maybe starting, it just shows how fluid the game has become. It's not really about forwards and defenders anymore. It's about players that can do the job in the positions that's needed at that time. And, and the way Derry have played and, and the fact that they've been able to tactically change from last year and get more offensive. Like very few teams have scored more and through the league nobody had conceded less. So the platform that Jerry have there is very, very solid. And I think when you look back at some of the games 
the one concern would be is that between the league final they conceded four goals, then they conceded two goals in the next game, they conceded two goals against Monaghan. So that would be the big concern. And the fact that when Connor Glass is off the field off week, but even when he was on again Monaghan, they were vulnerable down the middle and you know, that's probably what Derry had worked on because Armagh have straight runners, they'll players that get ahead of the ball and that would be the danger. And while they haven't scored a lot of goals through the league, the four goals they scored against Down probably would suggest they can mix it, they can play a tie. Rian Reid's goal in a game that he was quite just showed the quality that he possesses. Connell, Joe mentions about like Armagh's sort of um, uh, maybe lack of urgency to get the ball forward as quick as they can to get ahead of that defensive wave. Derry certainly are in that area as well in terms of that uh, ability to knock it around a little bit and show uh, no great urgency to get it forward, despite the fact that, as we've already said, both of them are very free-scoring. In terms of the styles then of both teams, what's, what is your expectation for, like they both show similar traits in that regard, what's your expectation for Sunday in terms of the two styles? Well, I think with Derry, you know now what they're going to do. You can pick their team and then the only thing will be Will they throw the dice with Kieran McFall from the start? That will be the only deviation from what has happened in the Mana and North Fermanagh game. I suppose Armagh is a wee bit more unknown. Um, you know, does Barry McCambridge come back in after having a brilliant league? Andrew Murnham went off injured. Ben Creeley went off injured. You know, Stephen Campbell didn't start the last day. So there's probably more unknowns for, for Armagh in terms of selection and how they're going to play. Joe made a brilliant point, I think, and I think he's right. There's very few teams in the country that have as many top-end forwards as Armagh have. But adversely, if you look at the last day, when Ray O'Neill came back, <coughs> Herbert was moving amongst the previous two games. When Ray O'Neill comes back, he assumes a free-taking role again, and Turbot completely goes out of the game and is eventually taken off in a year where he has been magnificent. So the issue will be for me is, can Armagh play all those players? Because obviously the one forward they have would be more workman like would be Jamar Hall. Do they opt for Stephen Campbell? who would be more free-scoring to the goal Jamar Hall, who's that defensive link player. You know, so I think Armagh know exactly what Derry are going to do. Derry probably aren't this year of who Armagh is going to select in those positions. What do they do, Joe, with that efficiency that the two lads were talking about? What do Armagh do with that, like 114 from 18 shots, I think, in the last game? If you were putting a team out against them, is it that sort of niggly bit of play that you can get in and try and off-balance a player or make them think twice about it or what? What are your thoughts about trying to upset that efficiency? Well, I, I think uh, as far as Derry's concerned, the man-to-man marking is excellent and they're able to turn defence into attack from the man-to-man marking. They hopefully, I'm, uh, and in a lot of games this year that people seem to, or players seem to look after, oh, that's my man, I have to stay with him. The old saying is, and it's very relevant in today's game, the man that's on the ball is is where the danger is. And too many men stand watching their man as the danger man goes past them and breaks the lane and all of a sudden the whole team is under pressure. And that's one thing that I, I, I hope Armagh do. And and if Monan had to do that, they might have been in the trouble that they were. But Derry are so good at changing, as Conn had said, from defence to attack. They're all comfortable on the ball. They're all good at shooting. Last year in the Championship, Derry... Every time they got inside the 21, they were shooting for goals. They were that confident. So we have to try and nullify them coming out with the ball, you know, from the kickouts in particular. I think that if we can stop the short kickouts, that's going to nullify the midfield. Derry probably have the best midfield in the pairing in the country. And having Kieran McFall to come in there, if there is a problem, you know, 
that's even more cover. But I think stop the kickouts, win them or break even in the midfield battle and stop the runner on the ball is the three things that I'd be looking for Ahmad to do. If we get the ball, we're dangerous. But if we allow them to come at us, we're in big trouble. I know there's been a lot of talk, Joe, about um, people saying, you know, Armagh need to play their own game and not set up defensively, as you say, and, and go for broke, like the, especially in the second half against Down. When you talk there about th- that word nullify, nullifying the, the Derry attack and the way they move from 1 to 15 so quickly, like, we've already spoken about the dark arts on the show this morning, and I would, of course, never accuse Armagh of engaging in, in dark arts at any point, but. Is that something that you can utilise against a team like Derry who are so fast, bring the ball up the, ball up the pitch, that you can maybe slow the game down in, in cute, uh, cute ways maybe? Well, if you try and win the ball up front from every kick-out, like if you mark from the outside in, that means the, the keeper cannot hit short balls out to the cornerbacks. And that means the ball can only go one way, and that's straight down the middle. And you have a chance, a chance of crowding it, winning a break ball. And then if you don't win it, you can do that wee dark art of pulling a jersey, stopping a man and giving you a chance, a few seconds to get a man back. But the, I think the secret is, is in today's game is try and win the ball up front from the kickouts and you have to take a chance. You have to be brave. But if you let teams like Derry come at you in droves all the time, they're going to pick wee holes and they're going to get the scores. Uh, and, uh, even on that I remember watching, I was watching the Monaghan match and, and I noticed at one point Monaghan scored a goal in the first half Connathan I think it was Carlo Connell's finish and I saw one of the Monaghan players uh, maybe accidentally of course but as he was running away he kicked the, the goalkeeper's tee um, away from its usual position just to you know slow down the result and kick out but that's obviously a ploy that, that teams uh, utilise one of the things I yeah, want to ask I guess Monaghan was surprised he got the tee stay and it's funny to sit down to be with him that would be usual that would be usual was laying out there that's fair you know your audience here of course um, the, one, of the, one of the quotes I, I was reading during the week uh, Connell from, from Chrissy McCaig he was talking about the no longer being Derry captain this season uh, I thought it was interesting and he actually was acknowledging and he said that he thinks it's good for the team overall making the team better creating new leaders in that dressing room and I think that that's an important thing as well isn't it that you not just the passing around the armband, but but I guess getting more more players to the point of being in those leadership roles, and it's only going to take the team on further. Yeah, I think so, and I think in a lot of places and a lot of teams, the, the captaincy is symbolic. You know, leaders in the team don't necessarily go up and lift the cup, and you've seen that particularly in years gone by, where sort of some of the Kerry subs who have been the captain from the previous county champions have lifted the cup and. The leaders in that dairy team, you know, you have, you have Glass obviously now assumed that, but he was leading anyway last year. You know, Chris McGee's not going to change whether he's lifting the cup or, or has the armband or not. So I think that's more symbolic, but Derry really have, you know, if you look at, you know, Ethan Doherty has really developed in that player who every touch he has is always sort of really important. The amount of scores that come off him, you know, he's always the man that's drawn two or three players and creating overlap. So like, I think Derry really have stepped up and you know, even like last year, like, Orrin Lynch was much maligned in terms of some of his performances. You know, obviously the Galway game where he got caught out and went out the field. But he has turned that around this year. You know, he's come back from pre-season and brilliant shape. He's now added a wee bit more game when he comes out the field. And, and for me, one of the big things this weekend, which I was much talked about in business, is Ethan Rafferty's role, is Orrin Lynch's role. Both of them play very similar. They've scored, well, I think Rafferty's won four so far. And Lynch is the five points. Interestingly, he scored one in each of the games from play. So it'll be the battles like that there that it'll be interesting to see who daring to say when Ethan Rafferty goes to pick him up because Down done that and that sort of really nullified him. 
but it meant that they had to get elsewhere. So it's all those things. Whenever Derry <coughs> overloaded one side and Lynch comes up over the other side, do they mark them? You know, and that's a real interesting one of how both teams cope with that. Mm. Uh, just a brief, uh, brief final one for myself. On uh, I was reading a piece last week uh, on Casement Park and um, the redevelopment, and the argument was made that that Casement Park should be utilised as the venue for Ulster Senior Football Finals going forward. Of course, I'm going to come all, come with the uh, the Monaghan angle here and say tradition should trump all that. And uh, I know I've, I've probably seen both of you walking up that hill in Clonus on a sunny Ulster final day, and, and just the the history behind the place. Uh, Joe, where do you where do you stand on that? Uh, Scenario because I'm, I'm sure it's a difficult one for for Ulster GA. Most people want a lot of people want to keep it in Clonus, and then there's the argument that if they're putting so much money into the redevelopment of Casement, it should be moved there. What's your what are your thoughts? Uh, well, uh, just like you, I have many happy memories and a few disappointing ones in Clonus. <laughs> uh, Clonus is one of those venues that is <coughs> unbelievable atmosphere. You're down in a column. It, it, uh, it's like one of those places in Rome uh, where the gladiators win the fight on a hot summer's day. It's unbelievable. But we do need a new stadium, uh, and, and I, whether it's Belfast or somewhere else, uh, Antrim Football certainly need a stadium. Uh, the one thing about Belfast, you're not going to be able to stay the way you stay in Clonus and you stop on the villages on the way home. So everybody gets a turn, and there's an atmosphere whether you win, lose, or draw. You know, it, it's great walking down the street with people and hopping in the cars and then going to a different village or stopping in Blaney on my way home. So you'll miss all that. And 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 Clonus has been great. And and they have developed Clonus. The pitch is great. Uh, the seat now, the, the whole thing is, has improved. But we do need another stadium. And I suppose Belfast is the best place. But one thing we'll certainly have is happy memories of, of Clonus over the years. Uh, Joe, a word on your old uh, your old uh, captain, obviously in Kier McGinney, eight years in, and like it's a long time between drinks. Is there a, still a sense of positivity around him and his team, and and generally about the progress of the team? Wait a second, all, all managers go through. If you lose one or two matches, you know the, the the natives are out and they're looking to get rid of you. There's nobody can say that there hasn't been a lot of hard work done with this team, you know, and and he and he can be one of the teams that over the next two or three years. They would have a chance, a chance of winning in all Ireland. But everybody is judged on success. We're here now. This is the day that we have to produce it. We have the men to do it. I just hope that the handcuffs comes off and 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 we utilise and we see these players perform at the level they can. I think it's the same in every county. Players are a wee bit afraid to just go for it at times in case they lose the ball and somebody gets a score and and it goes against them. But I, I, I think what we've seen over this last three games, there is a growing uh, confidence in the team. Uh, and uh, wait a second, I, I don't think there'll be much in it. I think that a, a kick of a ball uh, will be the difference here. It's who's forward settled down the best, who makes the least mistakes. And, and, and I just hope we go for it. We have the men to win this match. So uh, for Cairn's sake, certainly I hope uh, that we win this one. It, it'll be great for all the work. Nobody can say that Kieran hasn't worked hard at this. It, it's his heart and soul. You know, you know by listening to him or talking to him, and every one of these players are behind him. So hopefully, we do enough on the day, and, and a wee bit of luck on the day can it can make a difference. In a word, are you both predicting your native counties? Oh yes, <clears throat> but it will be close. Point or two at the most. Armagh to win. Conleth. Yeah, I think Joe's right. I think uh, it will be very, very close. It, it could take extra time and, and beyond, like last year. But I just feel that Derry's system of play, how they've evolved, the pressure is not on them in the same way. They've won that Ulster last year. Now they're looking to go a wee bit beyond that. 
and I think they haven't improved that degree. They're probably not at the Kerry Galway level, you know, just Dublin level just yet in terms of championship. But I think they'll go on that direction. I think probably Armagh have the players to pull off a, a big game and to win it. But I just think Derry systematically will do what it takes to win and they'll get over the line, but it'll be by the minimum. Thanks a minute for jumping on. You got to remember, boys. This is Ulster. Anything can happen. <laughs> Nothing. And never, never truer than this particular final. <laughs> Joe, Connor, yeah. thanks, million. Cheers, right, boys. Thanks, Good Cheers, Good thanks a lot. OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.